In the Old Testament, God sometimes revealed himself through theophanies. What exactly is a theophany, and why would God reveal himself in this way? Keep listening to find out. Welcome to Apostolic Life in the 21st Century, a podcast dedicated to helping modern-day believers live out the teachings of the first-century church. This podcast is part of the teaching ministry of Dr. David K. Bernard. Dr. Bernard has dedicated his life to studying the Bible and helping believers apply its message to their daily lives. In Apostolic Life in the 21st Century, Dr. Bernard answers your questions about what the Bible teaches and how those teachings apply to everyday life. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Dr. David K. Bernard. As General Superintendent of the United Pentecostal Church International, I want to invite you to join me September 19 through 22nd in Indianapolis, Indiana for our annual General Conference. General Conference is an opportunity to experience firsthand what God is doing across North America and around the world through the ministry of the United Pentecostal Church International. Last year's General Conference in Orlando, Florida was one of the best in recent memory. We're expecting God to do great things again at this year's General Conference. You can visit upcigc.com and subscribe to email updates to learn more about what's happening at this year's General Conference. I look forward to seeing you later this year in Indianapolis. God bless. In your book, The Oneness of God, you wrote that one way that God revealed himself in the Old Testament and dealt with humans on their level was through the use of theophanies. I think that begs a question. What is a theophany and what are some Old Testament examples of God revealing himself in this way? As a follow-up question to that, if you wouldn't mind, why did God choose to reveal himself through theophanies? And maybe most important of all, is Jesus Christ, would you consider him to be a theophany? Well, let's talk about this term theophany. It's a technical theological term that means a visible appearance or manifestation of God. And it's used because there are various passages in the Old Testament where it's evident that God appeared to human beings in some kind of temporary visible form. In some cases, you might consider uh, the glory cloud to be a theophany or the thunder and lightning uh, to be a theophany. But we usually think of some more uh, uh, visible form. Uh, but now a theophany is different from an incarnation. Incarnation means actually being manifest in the flesh as a human being. Theophany is just a temporary appearance. Um, and it may not even be tangible. In other words, there may be no substance to hold. But I think of in Genesis, you find some theophanies. Often, uh, the, the Old Testament uses the angel of the Lord. The angel of Yahweh is a theophany. Now, sometimes when it says the angel of the Lord, it's obviously just an angel. But at other times, the angel seems to speak with authority, and the people respond as if the angel has divine authority, so that it becomes evident that the angel was God manifesting himself in some form. And why would God do that? God was trying throughout the Old Testament to find ways to make himself known to people, to reveal his character, his identity, his presence. And I do think he was foreshadowing that he would ultimately come in, in human identity as Jesus Christ. So the theophanies had an immediate purpose of communicating with people. 
in a tangible way so they can know that God is a real human being. He's not a, not a human being, a real being, not an abstract impersonal substance, not a force, not a generic force, not pantheism. God is everything, uh, but a personal spiritual being. And so the first purpose for the theophanies is to reveal God uh, as a personal being in a tangible way or, or a visible way. And then second, I think, to pre-shadow God's ultimate plan of the incarnation for Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to be born, to prepare people for to, to understand that. So let me give you a couple of examples. The angel of the Lord wrestled with Jacob, but yet um, the text says he, uh, he saw God. He wrestled with God. In the book of Hosea, referring back to it, talks about him encountering God. So it seems like, and maybe the awareness gradually dawned upon Jacob. So there was an angelic appearance, and in this case, it, it was tangible. He wrestled with the angel, but then the realization came, this is the very presence of God. God chose to deal with him uh, in this way, and it was really a spiritual struggle. We might look at it much like in our day, intercessory prayer. We're agonizing through a difficult decision, and we're, we're wrestling with God, not as a tangible uh, being, but God's presence. Another example is when God appeared to Abraham uh, just before he pronounced judgment upon Sodom. And it says these three men came, but then two of them were angels who went towards Sodom, but Yahweh, God, stayed with Abraham and conversed with him. So here's another example of God revealing himself in a visible form like a man and actually talking to Abraham. So you could, so I've given you several examples and God appearing in human form, God appearing in angelic form, uh, God appearing through smoke, glory cloud, thunder, lightning. All these could be considered theophanies. Uh, now, Jesus Christ is the culmination of those theophanies, which is pr probably why we don't really have those same kind today. Um, and when we do have a visible appearance, it's usually a vision or a dream of Jesus Christ uh, because Jesus becomes the fulfillment of the theophanies. Much as the ceremonial law in the Old Testament points to Jesus, so we don't still follow the ceremonial law, so the theophanies, the various encounters that people had with God in the Old Testament are ways of focusing people's faith on the coming of the Lord. So when Jesus Christ was born, although he was the fulfillment or the culmination of the theophanies, he was more than a theophany because he wasn't just the appearance of man. He was an actual human. Jesus Christ was born in the womb of a virgin, which none of the theophanies went through that process. He was an actual human being, God uniting himself to human identity, a full humanity, and not just a shell, not just a body, but human identity. Uh, wh whatever we think of as a human will, body, soul, spirit, not separate from God, but joined to God's spirit. So compute, complete human identity uh, joined to the spirit of God. So that's what we call incarnation or human personification of God, God being manifested in the flesh. So to summarize, John 4.24 says God is a spirit. He's invisible. Uh, we could never see God. So in order to bridge the gap, God gave theophanies. And today, God has come in flesh as the Lord Jesus Christ. So in eternity, 
when we go to heaven, I think we're going to see one personal being, Jesus Christ, sitting on the divine throne. We're going to know him as our heavenly father. We're going to feel the presence of God, which we know today is the Holy Spirit. But all the Godhead will be focused on the visible human being, Jesus Christ. And what's so beautiful to me about the incarnation as more than a theophany is that although God never changes, uh, God somehow was able to come in human flesh and identify with the human race and be something you'd never been before in that sense. He has permanently identified with us as humans. So, so throughout eternity, God will be revealed to us in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's pretty amazing that God would care for us so much and love us so much that he would identify with human beings throughout eternity. And that's what he's doing. I'd like to add, too, though, for our listeners, if they're interested in a further discussion of this, you have a really good section in your book, The Oneness of God, and they can get that at PentecostalPublishing.com, where you go into greater detail about theophanies and about the what you were referring to, the angel yes. of the Lord. The Oneness of God has a detailed discussion of theophanies, the angel of the Lord, and discusses the main examples throughout the Old Testament. And then my sequel, The Oneness View of Jesus Christ, talks more about the incarnation how could Jesus be both God and human at the same time? How he could have deity and humanity in his spirit? How, how could he truly be the son of God and God manifest in the flesh? Thank you for listening to this episode of Apostolic Life in the 21st Century. If you enjoy this podcast, please take a moment to give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. We also appreciate it when you share apostolic life in the 21st century with a friend or family member. And make plans to join us again next time as we look at how the Bible applies to everyday life.